Hey everybody, glad to see you on this edition of Kingdom Conversations, where we have the opportunity to come together with leaders in the body of Christ today and discuss the state of the church. How do we understand where is the body of Christ in our world today? The Bible talks about the tribe of Issachar who understood the times, knew what Israel should do. How do we have prophetic discernment about what's happening in our world and also understand an apostolic kingdom response? I am super glad today to have with us a leader that I know you are going to really come to enjoy and appreciate. And so Pastor Regan D'Onofrio from Upper Room Ministries in Long Island, my brother, it's good to see you. God bless you. Good to see you as well. Well, it's fantastic to have you with us today. We've known each other forever. I mean, your dad... Um, uh, Bishop Tony D'Onofrio built one of the great churches in America there in Long Island. And we share a common spiritual heritage yes. in Dr. David Minor from Cowdersport. And we love the Minor family. They've yes. impacted us in an incredible way. Yes. But um, you have faithfully served your father and served the house there for many years. And now you're in the midst of this kind of Moses Joshua season, right? Yes, Where sir. you're coming into that leadership position there in Long Island. Yeah. And um, and so we just, first of all, I want to just honor your journey. I want to honor you for being faithful in your father's house. Thank you, I mean, there are a, a lot of people who would have bucked against that, who would have gone and said, you know, oh, I've been toiling too long, right? The, the, the older son and the prodigal in the prodigal son story. Right, 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 <laughs> I've been right. here forever. What's going on? Right. Um, you've kept such a great attitude. You've served with humility and faithfulness. And I know God is raising you up. I guess my first question to you today is, as a young leader in the midst of a, a church, a house that has deep spiritual foundation, this is not a Johnny Come Lately church. This church has deep roots. How do you navigate the conversation today between being relevant to today's world mm-hmm. while still remaining true to the roots of our faith. It feels like that is the tension where so many of us are living today. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you walk that out? Especially in Long Island, this is not the center of the Bible belt, right? Like this is progressive, right. Right. you know, New York city, Long Island. How do you navigate that tension? First of all, I want to thank you for, for having me. It is an honor to be with you when we reconnected um, back in was that eighteen at Brother Miner's funeral. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just a joy to reconnect with you. I think before that, the the last time we saw each other in person, but you kind of brushed shoulders here and there. Was this might this is gonna bring you back a little bit? I think it was two thousand one. At the call, sure. Uh, in Queens, Flushing Meadow, Flushing ninety thousand people yeah. on the lawn. Yeah, yeah. I was playing bass <laughs> in the youth band at the time, and we got to we got to play that. That is one of the most there epic brother, moments. Brother Ferrante, was Ferranti, it? Ferranti, yes. Yeah. right? I remember Pastor the Vinny. Okay, I remember he was him running the team. youth ministry yeah. at that time. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. But well, um, we're thrilled to be reconnected. Yes, we're thrilled to have definitely. You. But but to to get to your question. I think, I think one of the things that has taken place in my generation, and specific, I'm going to talk about the millennials. First of all, I am technically a millennial, but I, I don't feel like I think like a millennial. And one of the things that has happened uh, is there has been such a far 
push away from where we have been because of some that have manipulated, some that have um, uh, used power in a, a nefarious way for a self-gaining mm -hmm. way. You you might you might you know you might have encountered some of this. The titles, the the you know, calling someone a, a, a pastor who's mm -hmm. been ordained a pastor, calling someone an apostle who's been ordained an apostle, mm -hmm. a prophet, whomever, they've discarded the titles, mm -hmm. and they just go, you know, oh, that's just Dave or whomever, mm -hmm. blah blah blah, you know. And there there has been a a loss. There has been a like, yeah, you know, that's what they did. You know, we're not doing that because there were a few things that were wrong. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, there's a few things wrong in every generation. Right. And if we're gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater, we're not gonna have anything left to move forward with any kind of progress say that and so 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 there has been this kind of discarding because there were some flaws it's like a pendulum shift that Ex goes way too far exactly and so so what i have seen is you know they 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 wanted to make changes right but the problem is they changed the principles mm -hmm. instead of the practices. Mm -hmm. And when you change the principles, mm -hmm. you lose the power. The word of God says, do not move the ancient boundaries. Yes. Right? There's exactly. something about faithfulness to the root system. Exactly. And so finding finding a way to 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 be able to discard what you don't 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 repeat what you don't want, you know, in the next generation. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you cannot lose the core of what was being done, mm -hmm. and 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 you know understanding. You're talking about understanding the times, the sons of Issachar, being able to discern properly what is a principle and what is a practice. Mm -hmm. Just for instance, just just very lightly. So this this next generation, you know, my my dad talks to me all the time about it's too dark in 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 this in the worship service. It's too dark. This generation moved. Early two thousands, uh, early two thousand ten, into into where we are, we kind of moved into like a concert feel right. with the lights and the production, and that's that's awesome. That's great. And my dad would be like, ah, you know, I don't know, I don't know why he wanted so dark. You know, why is everything got to be so dark? In my day, we had it bright, brother. And you know, <laughs> he goes on this whole thing, and 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 for me. That's just that's God dwells in the light. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> only only bad things happen in the dark. Regan, why do you want to have people in the dark? You don't know what's happening, you know. Uh, and, and and so, to me, the lights on or off, it doesn't make a difference. That's a that is that is a that that's a a practice. Mm -hmm. That's something that can go with, you know, the generation. Mm -hmm. But the principle is, we're coming to the house of God to worship. Mm -hmm. We believe doctrinally this is why we come to worship and and there are there are certain things that you don't throw you don't change right so being able that's just a simple surfacing yeah. thing but being able to discern what is a principle and what is a practice i think has been the key for me uh being able to hold on to the roots yet yet still being able to do behold i do a new thing mm -hmm. how do i do a new thing and still hold on to where we've been instead of creating this. You know, I, I don't want to create an Ishmael. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of the Isaac legacy, mm -hmm. you know, and making sure that I'm staying connected to those principles, but allowing the creativity of this generation to have a different expression or practice of those ancient principles. Mm -hmm. am, am I making sense to you? 100%. Yeah. You know, speak today to... Uh, a, 
a young pastor, a young leader who's coming up, what are two or three core things that you've learned from your father, mm-hmm. uh, from Dr. Minor, mm-hmm. from any of those who've been spiritual fathers and mothers in your life, or mm-hmm. just in your own walk with God? You know, what are some of the core principles that you'd speak to a young leader who's emerging in the call of God in their life in ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, those things that, you know, maybe you learned in your 30s, but you wish you learned in your 20s. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Some, yeah. what are some of those things that you can speak to some of those young leaders in a powerful way? Yeah. Well, first of all, everything is not going to be great. You're going to encounter challenges. Mm-hmm. So know that going in. The Bible talks about how your heart becomes sick when your expectations are not met. Mm-hmm. You know, hope deferred makes the heart That's sick. Mm-hmm. So just know, first of all, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. What I believe one of the one of the most important principles and the most important fundamentals in ministry that many have left, they have relied on charisma when they should have relied on prayer. If you develop a deep well in prayer, you will you will start prayerful and you will then unfold into practical steps on how to implement what you have heard in prayer. And this 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 works for everything. You have a you have a problem, you need to learn how to raise money to build the house, uh, build the kingdom, build the you know, building program. You're 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 dealing with you don't uh, one of your ministers falls, has a moral failure. I don't know how to deal with it. What should I do? Prayer is the focus and will answer every practical question mm-hmm. that you have. Uh, I, I also would say that finding a place. You know, we don't want to be shooting stars in ministry. You, you, you're someone that has been doing this. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to say that you're old, sir, but you're seasoned. You're I'm like 53. Wow. I've been in full-time ministry 87 years. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> but but, but the longevity, mm-hmm. the key to longevity, what I'm, what I'm implementing now, the key to longevity and maybe you could speak to this also, the key to longevity is finding safe, healthy, godly ways to decompress mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. A, you know, there's like, there's a new, a new fad about taking 18 weeks off, you know, a sabbatical, which, which could be necessary. It could be cool. But the, the, the principle of rest mm-hmm. and, and, and the shalom of God is something that we can access daily, weekly, Whenever we need it, we can we can actually walk in a state of rest. And the less I rely on myself, and the more I rely on Him, the more I will rest. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds you know it sounds cute, it sounds clicheish perhaps, but I, my focus is to learn how to operate not in my strength. But in his strength. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's a key, that's a key to longevity. And it's connected to prayer. The more I pray, the more I get practical steps. The more I pray, the more I learn to lean on him. The Bible says that they that know their God shall do exploits. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing exploits unless I have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And the more I know God, the more I rely on me, the more I can do. You know, it's like it's like it's like, what do you mean? The, the less you do, the more you can do. Yes. Mm-hmm. The less I do in me, the right. more I can do through him. Yes. You know, and so I, I, I think those two, those two just very simple principles, prayer 
make it a lifestyle, find ways to, to engage actively in rest. Okay, now you got me rolling now. Go ahead. I, I got to tell you another major issue for me personally is take care of your health. Be someone, you know this, Bishop, this is a burden of my mm -hmm. heart. It's not about abs, you know, it's about being fit for the king's use. When you take care of yourself and you're good, I tell my team all the time, when you're good, emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. spiritually, everything you do will be good mm -hmm. because you do out from who you oh, are. That's good. I'm not that's what good. I do. What I do is from who I am. So, so And so the better I am, the better I will do, the more mm -hmm. excellent I will be, mm -hmm. uh, the more, uh, the better quality I'll be able to produce. And so, so without, without throwing anybody under the bus, you know, my, what I've seen in my dad mm -hmm. is a man who has been sidelined from mm -hmm. assignment, the, the minute, the God assignment, the kingdom assignment that he's been given because of, because of weight issues, mm -hmm. you know, no disrespect at all. I love my dad. And he, he would tell you, he has been. He's been sidelined. The Bible says this, the spirit is willing, mm. but the flesh is weak. Mm -hmm. And so, so what that, what that is to me, yes, there's a literal translation of mm. what specifically was going on in that text. And they were praying and they couldn't wait. Jesus prayed for an hour. They, were, they fell asleep because they had too much wine. It was the Shabbat, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know better than I do. But when the spirit is willing, that means that there's a calling for you to fulfill. There's a destiny assignment. And, and if your flesh, if your physical body, your temple is not able to fulfill the calling, it's as if you never had a calling to begin with, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not, it's not about, you know, having a six pack and being handsome for your spouse, for your wife, you know, you know, that, that, those are fringe benefits. Mm -hmm. The fact is I need to be fit because you know, it is, it is a task to travel, mm -hmm. to go from time zone to time mm -hmm. zone, travel on a plane, get up. You got to be right. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's very, very physical mm -hmm. to be used by God. Well, you know, <clears throat> it, it beyond just the um, physical needing to be in place to support the call, I think that more and more, uh, neuroscience is revealing to us the links between our physical health and our mental health, our spiritual health, our emotional health. Hundred percent. You know, are we? Are we? You know, praise God, I'm not addicted to nicotine, but I'm addicted to carbs. Right. You know? right, <laughs> so, right. 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 And and so our emotions are spiking and going up and down, and we're blaming the devil for things. Right. When a lot of this is just living in unhealthy patterns that are interacting between what we're eating, how we're sleeping, you know, etc. Amen. So that's that's a powerful word and a good word. I know one for me, and if I when I look back to my twenties, is that, and I wonder if this is one for you. I really proactively sought out, you know, four or five trusted, older, wiser fathers in the faith, yes, you know, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, mm -hmm. there is much wisdom. Mm -hmm. And early on, I mean, it was <clears throat> Larry Kreider and Steve Fry and uh, Dr. Minor and several others who, you know, really came around me and just for years, you know. And I was thinking the other day, Regan, I, I, I said, you know, so many want spiritual fathers, so few want spiritual fathering. 
Wow. You know, wow. It, it, there's that's you, right. There has to be that. There's a rearing and a steering. Right. You know, it's a submitting necessary. So, would you agree wow. that? And has 100%. that been part of your journey? A hundred percent. You know, I I I have been so blessed to have my dad, you know, who's not just my natural father, but he was my. Am I saying his name right? Gamaliel. Yeah, Gamaliel. Gamaliel. He was—he was the one I, I sat at his feet. I learned mm -hmm. doctrine from him. You know, I learned. That's either the apostle or a character from Lord of the Rings. We'll figure that out later. But we're I well, yeah. <laughs> I rebuke you. <laughs> and so, what? 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 From a very young age, what I had was the opportunity to uh, to live under mentorship. Right. You know, uh, a lot of guys in my position uh, growing up would say, man, if I just had a father, if I just had a father. And God blessed me. Literally, I, I, I was brought into the D'Onofrio house when I was two years old uh, and raised not only as a son in the natural, but a son in the spirit as well. And so we would, we would have incredible debriefings when I was 12 and 13. I would say, Dad, what, why, why were you doing this? You know, there was a move of the presence. There was mm -hmm. a move of the spirit. And, and I saw him orchestrate. And I saw him move. And I say, Dad, you know, I, I saw this. And we had we had Bishop T.D. Jakes when I was younger. We had him several times over the years. But I remember the first time I was asking him questions and things that stuck out to me. And I had an opportunity to debrief with him, you know, in on spiritual things. And can I can I tell you something very transparent mm -hmm. for, you know, for, for a second? Right when I was, I'm talking about fathers and sons and, and, and the experience of being raised up, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not, it's not easy work raising kids. Mm -hmm. It's not, sometimes, sometimes there's conflict, you know, matter of fact, if you're doing it right, you should have conflict, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, when I was 15 years old, he caught me with, with, with a magazine, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a, a, a pornographic magazine. Mm -hmm. And he, your dad, not my, T.D. My, yeah, not T.D. James. <laughs> he was like, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and he, 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 I was there. He caught me. I was, I was, they, they, I couldn't, I couldn't say, no, yeah. this is not me, dad. Right. You know, it wasn't me. No, it was me. It was, and we were there. It was that moment. Uh, I had been introduced to a pornographic uh, material when I was in eighth grade. Mm about two years prior to this encounter by an older cousin that my dad had taken in. He was on drugs. Mm -hmm. He was from Florida. He came in, he was trying to help him, you know, and it, it, it actually, it became a real hindrance to me. And, and I, I had a, I had a, I had an issue with, with pornography mm -hmm. till about till into my early twenties from my teenage years into my early twenties, you know, and, and, um, he took, I was 15 years old and the house that we lived in had this long corridor from my room to his room was this long corridor. And he, he was 400 pound man. So we're walking down the hall and as we're walking, boom, boom, boom. He's just walking. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the walk of shame. This is the walk of death. What is going to happen right now? He's going to kill. He's like, what, what could possibly happen right mm -hmm. now? And, and I'm talking about being a father, and knowing what your son needs, mm -hmm. not to shame him, but to teach him. Mm -hmm. This this is this is this is the power of a father. I'm 15 years old. He says, "Son, I want you to know right now, what you're doing is going to ruin your marriage." 
Mm-hmm. I don't have marriage on my mind. I'm not of the age of marriage. I don't. I don't have a career. I barely graduated ninth grade. I, I, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. He's talking to me. He's saying, "Son, you're going to have uh, expectations on how to enjoy the benefits of godly sex that are going to be uh, that, that are going to leave you wanting. You're mm-hmm. going to you're going to experience things that." And he just goes on, and he's telling me. He doesn't, he doesn't correct me. He doesn't say there's a devil in you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say what's wrong. How dare you? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say any of that. He yeah. tells, he begins to tell me in love the consequences of yeah. my actions if I don't stop. Consequences not shame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he begins to begins to say, son, you don't you don't want to do that. You don't, this is not what you want for your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and it was through it was through a process. Mm-hmm. That I found deliverance. You know, you know, some were healed immediately, and then some were healed as they went. Yeah. With this particular thing for me, I was healed as I went, mm-hmm. and and in my early twenties, completely delivered to to God be the glory. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to make to you is, I'm I'm th- I'm about to be 38 in August, mm-hmm. and I and this moment resounds in my mind. Sure. I am indelibly marked, not because of shame, but mm-hmm. because I had a father that loved me. Yeah. And, and molded me and said, son, this is not what you want. And that then becomes the construct for whatever the issue is. Right. right? Exactly. So whatever the issue is, the construct is how do we, how do we get out of this exactly. in a healthy way and exactly. not in a way of guilt, fear, and shame. Well, guys, we've been having an amazing conversation with one of the finest young leaders in our nation today, Pastor Regan D'Onofrio. The Bible says God takes the solitary and he puts them Mm. in families. Mm. And God took Regan and put him into one of the most dynamic uh, ministry, apostolic families of our generation. And uh, Regan, we've brought you to Israel with us. Yes. uh, And we appreciate you. We believe in you. We love you. We love what God's doing through you on Long Island. And... um, so just uh, give a word of blessing to everybody as we sign off here, all right? Family, I want you to know that whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, God is able. He loves you. He's for you. Mm-hmm. Take it by force right now mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Don't let life happen to you. You happen to it. Be incredible in Jesus' name and give God the glory. Thank you for the time. God bless God you. God bless you, brother. Love, love you much. You. God bless you all. We'll talk to you next time.